1: Todd, I'm doing fantastic. I'm pretty excited about today's episode, uh, primarily because this is when you get to turn evil. That's uh, right. I believe this is where you generated your red eyes. Yes. And you started wearing that damn, the damn robe with the hood. And, and yes, things just, you know, became all evil in this episode. But, uh, so <laughs> how you get to that point is is what we're going to discuss today. Yeah. I, I mean
0: I, get, I guess to clarify it's it's this is this is where I start to be perceived as evil.
1: Oh I didn't okay, actually,
0: sure. Says the villains. I didn't actually slaughter any younglings or, oh. or tribes of, of Tuscan raiders, etc. Um although well, you know, some would argue that what I've done is far worse.
1: Oh well uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, who knows, but I, I did notice that there were a lot of uh, Ken or Tuscan Raider figures gone or decapitated. So I'm I'm not sure who did that, but I, I younger brother at the time
0: it, it's, it, it's entirely possible. So you might want to ease back there, there brother. brother. But yeah, so this is another instance of the self-indulgent audio biography. When we last left off, I believe I was riding high in the eighth grade doing, doing well, you know, uh, everything was happy. Everything was good. I was all about that, that preaching Jesus on the uh, playground life. And uh, this is this episode is where that all, as you mentioned, starts to take a turn. So I guess if you asked some people and I think at that point in my life, it probably would have been if you'd have asked most people who knew me, uh, they would have 100 percent said, oh, yeah, Todd started playing Dungeons and Dragons. And that's when he lost the faith and started to become <laughs> you know, a problem. Mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because that's not really true. That definitely goes into one of those correlation does not equal causation sort of situations. In that, yes, I, at the point in time where I decided that, you know, maybe this Christianity thing is not for me, happened to coincide with the, the same general time I started playing Dungeons and Dragons, but the two are
1: not necessarily linked, if that makes sense yeah no I, I mean it makes sense um there weren't any words in dungeons or that i know of right there's no denounce christianity in dungeons and dragons uh, is, is is that like the opening line
0: <laughs> no, uh, no the, not the even the a little bit. manual no the, the 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 closest thing that there is to that and one of the reasons why everyone seems to think that D D is evil is you know the monster manual has entries for demons and devils Oh which, man! Which which is there not for you to form alliances with? They're there for you to, to you know to destroy, to beat. They're enemies. You know they're they're right there alongside you know dragons, and cyclops, and like other nasties that your whole job is to to defeat. That um, sure. also cite you know in the player's handbook, you know pages and pages of all of these spells, which again don't tell you to you know gather eye of newt and you know powdered whatever and chant like this and wave your arms around it's you know you have a wizard he casts a sleep spell when you do it roll these dice and that's how many of your opponents fall asleep end of story but they see spells and figure it's a spell book and therefore it's clearly the occult
1: of course well i mean but, but that goes along with a lot of the aspects if you heard which you know a, or there witches or warlocks which is what a warlock is semi wizard like they're all pretty pretty related <laughs> right yeah, yeah, so that's that makes sense why the faith being people yes. um, were were against that. So I under I understand. And now, granted, as a kid, I thought Dungeons and Dragons was far worse, almost on the the level of you know you guys were doing like seances.
0: Right, but that's right. Like that's how it it, was like dun- like like in our household, Dungeons and Dragons. Like if I it, for me to come home and say, hey, yeah, I play D and D, it would have been functionally equivalent to me coming home and say, yeah, we've got a black mass tomorrow. Or, hey, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, do some child murdering on Tuesday. Like, it all fell at the same level of, you know, horrifying offense, which clearly makes no sense. But what are you going to do? Um, well,
1: so this is – so where did you first find or start playing? I believe we – did we touch base on uh, – Briefly. Your, yeah, go go, go ahead and, and, and so, give, give me the rundown of that. So eighth grade
0: – a buddy of mine got his hands on the rule books for the Star Wars role-playing game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which, is a, which, is like, which is actually where I got my start in, in tabletop role-playing. It actually wasn't D&D, which is the case for a lot of people. I actually started with Star Wars, and we played that for a good long while. Most of my eighth grade year, I want to say, and into the summer between eighth grade and freshman year. Uh, somewhere in there, the boys wanted to start playing D&D and mike who had the star wars books also had a Dungeons master's guide player's handbook monster manual the the core three books to play d and d or advanced dungeons and dragons rather uh which nowadays is we refer to as first edition but of course since it was the only one we just called it a d and d so he had the books and a cup and you know him and a couple of fellas wanted to play that and, you know, at first I was hesitant because, again, I've been fed the propaganda for, you know, the preceding 10 years about how this game is evil and will, you know, turn you to Satan and, you know, corrupt your soul, et cetera. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about all this. And, you know, they looked at me and they're like, dude, you already play Star Wars. It's the same thing. Instead of you, you know, being a Jedi, you play a wizard. Instead of you being Han Solo shooting a blaster, you're playing a fighter swinging a sword. We're literally just sitting around the table telling stories the same way we were with Star Wars. It's just a fantasy setting instead of sci-fi. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) we don't actually do any sort of rituals or anything? They're like, no, what, are you stupid? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm
1: not. Um, (laughs) No, not at all. Now that that that, I'm saying
0: all this out loud, that is stupid. Okay, let's do this. Uh, and And so we started playing. And I'd be lying if I didn't say that that played a small role in sort of opening my eyes to, you know, I've been told all this stuff my whole life. And based on my experience now, not all that was true. Mm -hmm. Um, But is that the event that turned me? No, I don't know that there is a particular event that did that. I think it's a series of things over time. Because like I said, if you go from the one extreme, me preaching on the playground in the eighth grade to what the folks considered the other extreme of playing Dungeons and Dragons, running around, listening to rock music, and occasionally setting stuff on fire. Uh, You know, it, it wasn't a night and day switch. It was a transition, you know. And so the eighth grade itself was kind of a magical thing because there were three different schools feeding into the eighth grade Sure. And there was a whole bunch of kids meeting other kids. And let's face it, eighth grade is an awkward age to be. All of the teachers at the school were like super supportive, super understanding. If ever in my life there was a school situation that was close to the saved by the bell sort of paradigm <laughs> it was it was well i mean you got saved by the bell you got the preppy kid hanging out with sure. the jock also hanging out with the with the you know the dorky kid you got you know various levels of you know popularity and fame and whatever and they're all kind of getting along and the teachers are all pretty cool and the principals you know trying his darkness to be cool like it was that situation yeah so like yeah even though it was awful you felt supported like which isn't to say i didn't get picked on i still did you know what I mean? It's not like I didn't get rejected by the ladies because I certainly did. But a lot of the other things, it was it was nice and supportive. And, you know, it it wasn't necessary. I didn't necessarily hate going to school. You know, it okay. was all right. I got to see my friends. I got to hang out, got to do stuff. The teachers weren't, you know, inherently being dicks, you know, and they did manage to squash a bunch of the kind of crap that would happen, you know, where I'm getting picked on or people trying to start fights or whatever. And it was just a good general environment. Right. So that's Monday through Friday, six in the morning to three in the afternoon, let's say. Right. Okay. Um, Sunday, we had church twice a week. Wednesday nights, there's youth group. F- quite frankly, there was, you know, more often than not another day or two during the week where there was some sort of evening thing going on at the church. And again, at the time, it was a, it was a Pentecostal church. So everybody's mm-hmm. got a lot of, you know, a lot of energy, you know, they've, they've got people playing guitars and drums. During the worship service, and everybody's got tambourines and they're clapping and whatever. The preacher at the time was a very high energy, friendly, happy guy. You go to church and you actually would sit and pay attention because it was actually, you know, entertaining isn't the word because that's not what they were going for. But it wasn't the "I'm going to stand up here and talk like this for hours and you're eventually going to fall asleep because of my somber voice." Sure, you know, like it was. It, it was, was more was, engaging. Th- yeah, engaging. Excellent.
1: And I read then, a book today.
0: Okay, hey, good job Eric. <laughs> the youth pastor was the same if not even more so because it was geared towards, you know, my age range, you know. So most of the day during the week was around a supportive system a lot of times in the off-school hours. I was, you know, at church or with church people doing, you know, supportive stuff. Like it was probably the height of emotional support for me, right? Okay, sure. So over that summer, yes. I started playing Dungeons and Dragons, mm. but our, Here's a thunder, youth, lightning. Our, yeah, our youth pastor got himself a job somewhere out West. And so he left and his replacement was not great. I think if you, you took a, a barrel of paste and dumped sawdust in it and formed it oh. into a human to tell you, you know, about the scriptures, that's about the energy level you you, you got out of this dude which was not
1: glowing helpful. recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Shortly thereafter, the pastor got,
0: fe- the, the Lord moved him to go elsewhere to start a new church. His, his work there in the valley was done and he needed to move on. And, and okay. his, his replacement was, was not great. It okay. was a couple who, you know, props to them used to work with, you know, troubled teens. They, I forget what the local place, but it's like the local teen
1: troubled, challenge.
0: Yeah, that. Thank you. And Teen Challenge for those who don't know, it's kind of like where you send your sixteen-year-old who's on drugs because you can't handle them. Like it was kind of like a youth. Yeah. It wasn't. It was. You don't want to send them to juvie, but you can't have them at home. And so the two of them ran that situation and left that to come be the preacher. Well. They do that at the time where myself and frankly a lot of the other kids in the youth group started to tip, started to question things, not be as into it because it just wasn't as you know compelling. Plus, also you know we're all getting older and experiencing life and realizing that hmm, some of these fairy stories we've been told don't really hold up to real to reality once you start you know living life and experiencing things, which was probably the worst thing to happen because they approached us with a okay we need to get you back on track mm-hmm. not really not necessarily in a scared straight type scenario but it wasn't in the same sort of loving supporting oh let's talk about this let's get to the bottom of this let's see what we can't do to help you it was more of a uh oh, you're driving your mom nuts let's fix that sort of thing which did huh. not help. yeah yeah sure. um it's great approach for a teen. so so the summertime things started to slide right you get to the point to where school starts and you go from this you know sort of saved by the valve everybody's happy everybody gets along everybody's grooving type thing to you're in high school and you're a freshman so you're at the bottom of the heap and you've got three grades of people above you who at best think you're less than and at worst are like mm, fresh blood yeah and just there to screw with you all the teachers see way too many kids and are super burnt out and just do not give a shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, and so you go from one, the polar opposites of super supported to no one gives a crap. Add that to all of the religious side of it falling apart. And yeah, I just eventually got to the point where like, yeah, I'm I'm not into this Christianity thing anymore. Um, which, again, had very little, if anything, to do with Dungeons & Dragons. But that's all certain folks saw. Is Oh, well, you're playing D&D. The devil's gotcha.
1: That's kind of how that went down in reality. Well, that's that's fair. Some moment that said, "Hold on, light bulb click." Jonah and the whale. You're telling me he did not live in that whale. Like <laughs> <Right. laughs> right. that moment, and 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 when it was the if they would have never, if, you know, I'm guessing the church and the people would have never painted this awful picture of this. What is a you know a board game, so to speak, or you know, right, right. role playing game. You would have never had that instance in which you would have been like, they're lying to me, right? I nah, not necessarily. Like I said, I feel like because I tell this story
0: leading off with Dungeons and Dragons and then giving the background, I feel like I might be giving that 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 was the that was the catalyst. Mm-hmm. If I told this story again and started with the, you know, school was super great and went to garbage and church was super great and went to garbage. Oh, and by the way, at some point I played D&D in there. I don't know that that would be the impression you'd get. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can. Well, you're, I, you're I, your I own person. I'm not going to tell you what you're thinking, but
1: well, I still I can think say from my experience, sure. it wasn't that like the you're protecting.
0: You know, D&D, you know Todd. this.
1: You're protecting your listen, damn D and D. You are, you I are, just, you are protecting <laughs> your vice. You're saying it's not a problem, Todd. We're going to have to have an intervention. I can there. quit at any time, Eric. That's sure you can. Sure, I see you wearing that D and no. D patch.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I know, like it wasn't. Like I had already been having hard times because of changes mm-hmm. in the church and whatnot at the point where we were starting to play D D seriously. Incidentally, yes, we were playing D and D, but even if we weren't playing and would have was over at Ron's house hanging out. And he's got music on in the background. And I'm uh <laughs> okay, I'm like, Oh, this is this is pretty good. Who is this? And he's like, This is Led Zeppelin. And mind you, prior to this, the only real exposure I had to Led Zeppelin was again, church special events where they had people come in to to preach about the evils of rock and roll and backwards masking. And if you play, Mm -hmm. if you play this song backwards, it says this blah, blah, blah. So the only reference I had for, for Led Zeppelin really was stairway to heaven. Being an evil song. If you turn this this part backwards, it's it's singing the praises of Satan, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're sitting there. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Who is this? This is Led Zeppelin. And I look at him and go, oh, cool. Is this the one with Stairway to Heaven on it? And he looks at me deadpan and he's like,
1: Stairway to Heaven is the song that's currently playing, Todd. I felt (laughs) super dumb. Well. It seems like that that's been going on in this in this phase of life. I think yeah. that's what eighth graders do, right? We we feel yeah. dumb.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and so, you know, that also started the era of this. This music is not bad. Like, I don't feel compelled to do evil. Um, this is just uh-huh. good music. All right. What's the problem? So- you know.
1: All right, so we'll, we'll take that off. So, so here's the deal. So, from outside perspective, if I'm playing the, you know, uh, the therapist on a couch trying to figure out like when did this happen. So now we have two instances of they're telling me this, but it's actually not correct in my viewpoint, right? So if yeah. you're saying, although although I will have to tell you, from what I understand, Led Zeppelin was pretty pretty uh, much into the occult <laughs> and there was a
0: lot. Oh, of Jimmy Jimmy there. Page was all yeah. about the the occult, but the music itself yes. isn't no. necessarily no. you know murder your okay. children. No, no, no. Later, later, when I would listen to death metal, it would be that. But that was, that's Mm -hmm. down the road a bit, you know? (laughs) Sure, sure.
1: But I mean, so at this point in time, it is, it's like a perfect brewing storm, but that is, you know, this is eighth grade as well. And that's kind of, I'm, I'm sure where a lot of people try to find themselves or get to the point where this is where you get to make your own decisions as opposed to, I'm just doing what I'm told because I don't have the knowledge yet or the ability to make my own decisions and do my own things. I mean, at this point in time, how uh, we're, we're in the we're in the city, so you can walk to where you want to walk. You can go right. wherever you want to go. You can start making those independent choices. So, yeah. yes, we like to blame D and still will blame D and D because it, it oh, obviously fun. well, you get <laughs> you you start protecting your baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah and
0: you, it's, you do love
1: to push the button so that all makes oh sense. Yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. but at this point in time you see a couple yeah it was kind of like the perfect storm with uh <laughs> yeah. the music and so forth so at what point in time like in in terms of music so you start listening to led zeppelin it was and and so forth what point in time does mom and dad is this part of the story where they find out about D and D and they find out about all this, or is that, is that, I mean,
0: that's, that's where things seriously start to take a, a, a real hard turn in, in terms of the, me and the folks getting along me getting mean in, in the church. vote. like, th- there's a point where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm not really into this, but I'm just going to play it cool. Sure. To fuck all y'all, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as a teen boy, how that goes. And I would say, so when we played, when we started playing star Wars, i you know said hey mom i want to do this thing and i was very careful not to say it's just like D, but star wars i have you know, yeah. no D references because i knew that would sink the ship and they were cool with that and there was a point where they were a little concerned because you know every day after school i would go off to mics and play which sure. on the one hand i understand you know oh you're getting obsessed with this thing that's a problem it's like okay yes but if he had a Nintendo, I would have been going up to his house and playing Nintendo every waking hour I could. You know, like it's just a hobby. Like that's what I do. Like if if I were a big sports guy, and every day after school, Mike and I met over at the you know basketball court and played forever. You're not going to have a problem with that, you know. But sure, that well, it's, to it, have some contention. And so I, when I started playing D and D, they did not know. Like it was it was a hundred percent. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go up Mike's and hang out, or we're gonna play Star Wars. Like there was no, there was no D and D being played. Prior to catching the the Led Zeppelin Doors bug, because really that kind of opened opened the floodgates to pretty much all good classic rock that I am now super into. Mm-hmm. And and frankly, what Dad was into, but wasn't allowed to be. Kind of into. couldn't say I was into it yeah. because
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it was just weird. Uh, you know, prior to that, it was Weird Al Yankovic classical music and various Christian songs, you know, Christian mm-hmm. artists, which is particularly weird because at you know, the eighth grade time frame is when a lot of my peers were all about, you know, anthrax, Metallica, Megadeth. Okay. Like it's, it's, it, it was kind of the heyday of thrash metal. Okay. Um, but of course that was all evil. And at the time I still felt that it was evil. So, but I liked that kind of music. So there are all sorts of Christian metal groups that I listened to. Deliverance, I believe, was one of the groups. Um, I can't remember them, but it was I, it
1: was it yeah. was
0: it was probably harder than Metallica. Okay. Like it was it was borderline Christian death metal, like okay. sort of thing. And so I phased from that into starting to listen to classic rock, of which there was, I think it was Eagle 107. That's Used, yeah. to, used to play stuff, so I could listen to that. I would have the boys, you know, dub. Stuff onto cassettes because I had my Walkman, and, and you know, mm-hmm. we've we've talked about this before, you know, where the whole my whole jam was, you know, yeah, I was allowed to listen to say the Guess Who, so I'd put a Guess Who cassette into the Walkman as I left to go on a walk, but you know, in the back pocket I had you know Led Zeppelin's physical graffiti, and I just swap them out. There was one yeah. point where I had, it, it was physical graffiti specifically that uh, they dubbed onto a cassette. And I had labeled it in Elven, like the el- uh-huh. the, the script of the elves from J.R.R. Tolkien, um, which thinking back on it now would have been just as bad. Like if it said Led Zeppelin or if it's in these weird runes, I, I imagine that seeing the runes huh. is probably worse
1: in retrospect. does that say? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, now you're definitely practicing dark magic.
0: Right. Like I said, it was it was it was a yeah, we're going to keep this on the down low. There was a point. Where I got in trouble for something, and or I got, got you know, found out listening to you know the devil's music, and jackass teen that I am or was said something about, well how come I'm not allowed to? And dad has all these records, and it still mm-hmm. breaks my heart to think about it. Oh, uh, dad, this is grabbed... the story
1: that I, I'm I'm referring to, when I'm like, hey, yeah. is it Led Zeppelin? Black no, Sabbath? it was what? It was Black Black Sabbath.
0: Dad grabbed yeah. out his Black Sabbath albums. It was almost embarrassing at one point because he like pulls it out and like pulls out the record and like in the, in like the sleeve. It's got like lyrics and he start, starts reading one off and, you know, Black Sabbath has a reputation for being, you know, one of the godfathers of, of metal. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. called Black Sabbath. So there's a certain thing there. But there are points where some of their songs like every three seconds at an Aussie concert, he he's he's, you know, God bless you all. Like he's he's not really evil. And it just happened that the song he picked out and was reading lyrics to, like if it wasn't written by Black Sabbath, it could have been like almost like a Christian song. You know what I mean? <laughs> and sure. and I and I think that embarrassment sort of compounded the fact that mom was given a bunch of rash and he smashed like three or four Black Sabbath albums, original Black Sabbath albums, over his leg. And I was just like this this like this sucks. Well.
1: But well, yeah, that's now but, I, I, mean, I suspect that to be quite honest, you, you you're aware of. Oh, and... oh, yes. Yes. Well, we'll skip not skip ahead, but just a little cliff note. There was a moment in time where they did that bullshit at church, uh, which we refer to in one of the old podcast episodes where we talk about music, the documentary of Hell's Bells. in yeah. which I then go through and find all the albums that they referenced that dad had, especially Beatles and so forth. Oh, yeah. And, and go through that phase. And then I believe that's where the story was told. Yeah. Maybe I don't. I don't know if you would have told me, but maybe that hey, there was this one time, and t- to be quite honest, it's a pretty, it's a pretty awesome dad move. In in a like, I will destroy what I love to make sure that you understand the evils. Uh, now, granted, is I, yeah, I don't know, but it, it well, is, it is, it is, it's a ballsy thing that I've, I've probably said. I, <laughs> it's almost the equivalent of I'll turn this car around. You know.
0: Oh it, well, yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't know to what degree it was that he agreed that it was evil and how much of it was. I'm never going to hear the end of this from the missus if I don't do that's something. It. Wow. Because because he didn't proceed to direct his whole record collection. Oh, it was yeah. it was Black Sabbath. He, he says, know, I'll I, never I, listen to these I, again. It's I kind of right. feel <laughs> like he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, who am I going to sacrifice <laughs> on the altar yeah. of, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, Black Sabbath. Sorry, oh. your, your time is up. Uh um, yeah. You know, that's.
1: That is the story that I've heard. Yeah. Uh, many and, of, you know.
0: Yeah. And in a similar vein, uh, like I said, D&D was not, you know, a thing anyone knew about. And it started off, Mike was the dungeon master and I was a player. And after, I don't know, months, he's like, eh, I'm starting to get burnt out. I don't know. And I'm like, well, let me try. And he's like, sure. Um, so I took on the role of dungeon master. And so I start smuggling the books home with me in my backpack. And then, you know, go up in my room. Like, as a teenager, that was my deal. Like, I'd come in. Hi, Ma. If if there were chores I had to do, I'd do them. But outside of that, I'm up in my room. Mm -hmm. You don't see me. You call me for dinner. I come down to eat. I eat. I go back up to my room. Like, if I'm not up at Mike's or somewhere, if I'm at home, I'm in my room and you don't see me. Which gave me plenty of time to read the books and whatever, whatever, whatever. We had bunk beds.
1: Uh, yeah. Growing up.
0: yeah um yeah. which which were the kind that you could stack up as bunk beds or could have mm-hmm. separate and yeah. i believe at this point we had them separate you know they were just twin okay. beds basically but underneath the bed there was like like the midpoint of the bed there was like a wire that went from the left side to the right side like just like not really a support thing but it was just like there to hold things together and there was enough of a gap between that like th- thick wi- when i say wire it's like a coat hanger it's like stiff kind of a wire Got it. Um, there was enough space between it and the hard surface of the bottom of like the the bed spring or whatever that was just the right thickness to hold one of these books so when i wasn't actively looking at them they went up under the bed under the thing and it was such that if you looked under the bed you didn't see them you'd have to like look under the bed and then further up under the bed at like the bottom side of the mattress sort of a deal to mm-hmm. see that they were there i thought I was super clever and for the most part i kind of was because uh, this this worked for some time but eventually there was one day i knew like whatever i had going on at school i wasn't going to have free time like in study hall or whatever and i'm like well i'm just not going to bother trying to smuggle the books out in and out i'll just leave them stashed there and when i get home i'll be able to you know refer to them whatever uh, and I got home, went upstairs, and went to go bust it out so I could play on the next dungeon for the boys. And the books are gone. And I'm like, well, this isn't an accident. Like, you don't accidentally happen across these. Like you you find these things because you are searching for something. You know, th- there was no chance mm-hmm. of them falling out. There was no there was no chance that I didn't put them there. And so it's like, Ma, um, you've been in my room, what's going on? And she's like, Yeah, and she found the stuff and whatever. And it would it kind of like Dad having to decide what to sacrifice. I kind of had to do the same thing because they're like, Who are you playing with? And I just knew whoever I said I was playing with, those are friends I was not going to be able to hang out with like ever again. Like they were, they were the devils who were tainting their son, whatever. And so there were like six of us who played, at least two of which also had parents that were all that bought into the satanic panic propaganda. And Mm -hmm. so I knew that if I sold them out, they were also well you know screwed there were two dudes that for a fact like we went and played at their house and their parents thought it was great that we were all getting together and having a good time and not out running the streets or on drugs sure uh you know and so Ron and, and Jeff got named you know names were named and that's how that went and sure enough i got grounded for like 2 months and was banned from seeing those folks ever again ron's mom had to come to our house to get the books back cuz i had to say that they were Ron's rather than Mike's because Mike was allowed to play, but if his mom found out that we weren't allowed to play and she would, like, she would have been really upset with us and with Mike sort of the, 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 the lie of a mission sort of a deal. So sure. Yeah. Ron's mom had to come and get the books and it was a whole thing. And you know, that is the day I was, (laughs) I was about, Well, I was grounded for two months and then about a month afterwards to let things cool down even further. And then I was back, you know, back in the game. It just, instead of, oh, I'm going to go hang out with Ron, it's, oh, Randy and I are going to go to the mall. And we, you know, he'd pick me up in his car and we'd drive over to Ron's, you know, like... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but
1: the whole the whole not being able to hang out with people just doesn't work. That's that yeah. is that mm-hmm. I mean, you just no. you'll find ways. And you, you know, usually you will end up getting caught at some point in time, but the whole yeah. notion of this is a bad person, do not hang out with them. Well, if they're your friends, you will make that work. There's yeah. you know, you you can't keep your eye on, you know, everyone. Now, granted in the day of social media, I bet you know somebody would have snapped a picture and put it online and you would have been busted a lot earlier on, but it is what it is. Possibly. But I think that yeah. I think uh, you know. I think that does lead way to now. Todd is completely converted. He's been in trouble. He's uh, he's now lying, stealing, sacrificing goats, uh, all in the name of D <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which, um, which I think, but but I, I think we'll uh, in the the next episode. I think we'll be able to talk more about the the hijinks, which I don't believe yeah, involve goats. The, yeah, the specific hijinks. Well, and I mean, some of them do involve
0: fire, but again. No, 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 no go to master's harmed. guide. No, no demon whispered in my ear. I just was a bit of a firebug. Like m- me and my other friend, Jeff would run around catching things on fire, even in the height of my Christianity, just because we like to see, you know, what, what would, what would catch fire? What would explode? What wouldn't, um, of course, I mean, some of those stories that are to come kind of have some sort of. Dungeons and Dragons cross promotion. There, there's, you know, <laughs> sure. some, some some product placement in some of those stories, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that might yeah. give the impression that it was the D and D
1: that was doing it, but that's not necessarily oh, the case. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just cross ignore. We'll Coming up, yeah. yeah. We'll ignore the fact that you are just a high schooler. Uh, you know, yeah. We'll, we'll just ignore that that key component there that causes most of these hijinks, and we'll just yeah. blame it on we'll blame it on the D and D, which is what yeah. uh, you know. Essentially, yeah. we can name this episode in a sense um because that's what it is Uh, but overall that was a wonderful story todd i appreciate you going through and i think the next episode you'll get to deal um you'll walk through the flame that's right that's
0: right that's how we're going to do it cool well thanks eric thanks for the the questions and the conversation thank you listeners hopefully you found that uh entertaining until next time i hope y'all have a good one
1: Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've
0: not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the podcast.